well, Tim, dude, thanks for having me in, man. This is uh, this place is beautiful, man. Thank you, thank you. Very beautiful spot. Um, how did you land a spot like this on the water in Arizona? It was it, fate, I guess. Is okay. what it was. It uh, came by with uh, my broker and I. We, you know, came by this location, and of course, when we came in, saw it, we're like, oh, it's very dark in here, and then yeah. walked right out to that patio and saw the big lake and i'm like why why would you even cover this place up and so we uh we put our offer in and landlord really liked our concept of what we wanted to do bring to the center here in chandler and yeah rest was written there nice very cool well that's it wrap it up wrap it up cheers buddy cheers (laughs) but no but for real cheers this uh thanks for the beer man hey my pleasure um this is uh you said a west coast ipa yeah, uh, Willowwood IPA. Uh, Willowwood? Yeah, so Willowwood's like actually the street I grew up on. Okay. Uh, so well, growing up, uh, had a lot of good friends, next-door neighbors and stuff, and they actually uh, do home brewing too. Oh, and that's okay. what kind of yeah. got me into it there when I was back in California. And uh, then we just started going about it. And then as I uh, grew up and started not drinking, you know, Natty Light and stuff like oh, that, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> started really appreciating beer as it went there. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Natty Light is d- delicious in its, <laughs> in its own sense, yeah. Uh, and and Stephen, right? Jared. 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 <laughs> I was close. You say hi to the camera right there. <laughs> well, well, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I was going to ha- have you jump on somehow anyway, so that was perfect. He's just getting buckets of beer for cooking, I assume. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I got Jared from. He looks like a Jared. He is a Jared. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what did I call him? Stephen. Stephen, that's right. All right, man, this is off to a weird start. Yeah, very so, good. Tim, this is exactly <laughs> on the path we need to be. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, are you from Arizona originally? Uh, originally grew up uh, in uh, just north of Los Angeles, a small okay. town called Moore Park. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, was out there till about uh, 19 and uh, decided to need a change. Uh, so came out here, got accepted to Arizona State University, and brother was already out here. So I'm like, hey, let's make the move. And uh, yeah. came out here, uh, started, lived over in Mesa. Um, then, you know, really saw as my career went, uh, we were both bartending at a golf resort uh, for, of course, free golf. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've been working in the restaurant industry since I was 15 and okay. saw that as instead of being an accountant like my dad and my grandfather, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I got to do something in this industry. So went to, decided to uh, leave Arizona State and go to NAU for the hotel restaurant management program. Uh-huh, okay. And rest rode its path there. I mean, it was great uh, working up by, at the time I was working at Weston Kierland, uh bartending okay. up there and just really fell in love with the hospitality industry out here. Yeah. And that's kind of what geared my path there. And yeah, just, it, it's been a, been a long ride there, but it was, yeah. a, it's been a lot of fun. This is the uh, best part about is interacting with people every day, just yeah. talking to them about, you know, well, the sun's actually, well, what a great start they are. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, not, we won't talk about the Cardinals uh, lost. So, uh, but there. yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> a few more months before exactly. that to be discussed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's the best part about this is just, uh, you know, having people just enjoying a, a memorable experience. And that's uh, what I try to do every day now. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the, the beer is fantastic, Thank by the way. <laughs> very, very good beer. Um, the view, um, I've heard that the food here is amazing. And I mean, food, uh, it seems like food is a huge component of what this, what, yes, Patent 139 is. Yeah, we, uh, when I first started th- thinking of the concept and I wanted to really focus on the food element because a lot of times you go breweries, you know, you get your wings, you got your nachos, stuff yeah. like that. But what we wanted to do is bring that upscale canteen food. 
okay. uh, element to it. And so, what exactly is that? What is canteen food? So, you know, what I look at, you know, some of the dishes that are around there, uh, let's say, for instance, your nachos there. Yeah. So, we smoke uh, our own uh, pork butts here uh, and with a green chili rub on there and elevate that with some uh, homemade charro beans on there, queso fresco, uh, and of course, smashed avocado. Of course, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that uh, kind of goes into where the name came from. Yes, uh, yes. So, patent 139. Yeah. Uh, so, back in uh, 1935, the 139th patent uh, with the United States is uh, Hass Avocados, yeah. which is my great-grandfather. Okay, okay. So, Very interesting <laughs> story. Yeah. It, it's a great story uh, <laughs> as it goes in. And, uh, you know, he, at the time, uh, back then, had an acre of land out in La Habra Heights and was growing uh, Fuentes avocados, which is, of course, large green avocados. Okay. Was having trouble growing them. And so he went to the farmer's market to grab some seeds to try to, okay, hey, let's, uh, let's try to get this farm to grow more. Yeah. Well, what happened is, is he planted it right next to the Fuentes avocados, and they cross-pollinated. So when two years when it bared fruit, came out with a rough, small, black-skinned, well, what we know now is Hass avocados. Yeah. And he didn't know what to do at the time, so he went to the farmer's market and was selling them off. And a lot of the more wealthy people uh, nicknamed it actually Black Gold. Black uh, Gold. Because ah. uh, it was so creamy with the high-fat ah, content on yeah. there. And that's how it spurned off of there. And, and it was expensive too, right? It was like, I, I read like, uh, like the equivalent of $15 per, per piece of fruit. Correct. Yeah. Dang, man. That's like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he held the patent all the way up until, uh, 1952, he passed away. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately didn't pass the lineage to my grandfather. Uh, uh so gotcha. in 1952, actually the patent did, uh, expire. And there. what happens? What happens at that point when a patent expires? At that point, there's no uh, royalties to be given. So, so just like a public domain type of exactly. Wow, so, I know. And he uh, during the time, I mean, made between like eight nine thousand dollars back then. Yeah, you know, back in the forties, that's uh, that's some good money to be yeah. made. Uh, but yeah, then uh, it's been it's been a great family history. Yeah, uh, you know, we've and what I've wanted to do is honor that history yeah. there and, you know, be able to focus some of our menu items, uh, using avocado yeah. in different ways. Uh, each day we'll have an avocado feature. So, uh, we've been running a uh, Chilean sea bass, uh, Ooh, feature wow. with Dang. it. And we used, uh, avocado oil, uh, in chives yeah. in it. So basically using every which way we can yeah. uh, to incorporate avocados into it. That's really cool. I, I mean, I, maybe it was just where I grew up, right? Because when I go back home, um, my wife is my wife is eats very good. You know, she <laughs> she enjoys vegetables. She enjoys salads. I have to force myself yep. right into those things. So, um, so maybe it was and when we go back to Ohio. My wife's like, "There's no salads. Even the salads in like Cleveland Pittsburgh area mm-hmm. have French fries and melted <laughs> cheese on." You know, so uh, so so um, for the avocado. To, to kind of have its – I don't remember if it was huge back when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, but, like, if your great-great-grandfather is out uh, – My great-grandfather, yeah. Great-grandfather. If he could see now, what like, avocado toast and the hipsters and – Oh, it's – Right? It's everywhere. It's uh, everywhere. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, anywhere from, you know, all the way through California with the avocado orchards. Uh, had a really nice gentleman, actually, uh, Richard. Uh, showed up about two weeks ago, uh, just walked in here. It was right before we opened uh, the doors and asked if somebody from the Haas family was here. And yeah. So I introduced myself, and he actually lives in La Habra Heights and okay. grows on his property Fuentes 
avocados and Hass avocados. Okay. And he drove out here from California to pick up a car. So he brought me actually Fuentes avocado trees, uh, for, uh, some Fuentes avocados, because California avocados come in June, July, and August. Okay. There. Okay. But he, his dad used to drive by the original uh, mother tree that's yeah. in La Habra Heights and would always explain the story yeah. to him about how the avocados came and you know, why we should appreciate it being in La Habra Heights yeah. that appreciate the, that what my great grandfather did and stuff. So yeah. really it was a great, he left me a great note and stuff like that. And it was, it was great to see like some of the influence he had sure. uh, back then and still yeah. to this day too. That's a, and he never, your, your great grandfather never, uh, he was still a, a mail carrier, right? Yep, like that's by, correct. by trade. Like, so this was just kind of a, was it, it was just a hobby farm Yeah, to, really to, it was more of just a hobby. He, you know, was a mail carrier, uh, yeah. back then. And he was a, you know, like a hobby horticulturalist and yeah. basically wanted to, he's like, he borrowed money from uh, his family to get that land out there to say, hey, okay, we're going to grow avocados and we'll sell yeah. them and stuff like that. And next thing you know, he actually does it so my parents yeah. actually still have the original uh patent yeah. that was submitted uh it's actually at their house too that's really cool i see a wall over there that it could definitely go yeah on, right? <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they're gonna let me have that <laughs> right now <laughs> right. maybe someday uh well and and i thought it was interesting when when i came across you guys was you know it, it's an interesting thing to have a brewery open up and have the the uh the the theme kind of be a fruit yeah. Right. Or, you know, something people don't even know if it's a fruit or a vegetable. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but um, so like, well, let's go back a little bit. Right. Because you said your your what was your dad and your grandfather were both accountants. Yep. That's and, correct. And that was the path you were on, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was, uh, yeah. you know, got accepted uh, with W.P. Carey uh, okay. school at ASU. Um, you know, just like everybody that their first time at ASU definitely opened my eyes for a little bit of what goes on there. <laughs> All right. What uh, it's known for. What it's known yeah. for. Uh, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, good. But, uh, you know, what really made me realize is that I can't sit in an office. Uh, I got to be up and moving. And, you know, when I realized that just how much I loved being in front of people, talking with people, uh, you know, what drove me into the craft beer, being able to talk about beer yeah. and stuff. And that really then when I sat there and realized, I'm like, you know, I'm good at math. I'm great at accounting. Yeah. I just can't sit in an office anymore. Sure, right? <laughs> Which are great skills to have. But, but if you can't get past that, especially, you know, growing up in California and then, you know, being in Arizona, you want to be outside. Exactly. You want to be outside as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got You got to be out. I mean, especially this time of the year. I mean, just yeah. perfect weather. Yep. You know, going out. Uh, we're, my wife and I were just talking the other day because I want to try to get another round of golf in while I'm out there. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. understanding that I'm a little busy here, yeah. too. <laughs> right, right. Well, so uh, I thought it was interesting that you went to the NAU, uh, that hospitality program, because I've talked to multiple people uh, that have gone through that that place, uh, you know, that to, through that program. Uh, Michael Marquis from Mother yep. Road, like he was, I think he was one of the first, uh, I think him and his wife, his ex-wife might have met there. Really? Uh, him and, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that's very interesting, and 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 so you make that decision to go through this this program with with anything like a. Uh, did you want to get into a certain aspect of hospitality, or were you just like, I like the industry at, at the time? I was actually uh, working up at uh, Weston Kierlin. Okay, uh, there yeah. I was uh, working over at the Villas property, and I was really into resorts. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and knowing that with Arizona, there's resorts everywhere everywhere <laughs> so yes. it, to me it was like okay this is a good set there too yeah. um and of course uh, 
this was right during the oh nine. Uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> so, has a, everybody has yeah. something around that time. There was a pivotal point in their life too. Exactly, you know? <laughs> and it, so you know, it kind of made me look at uh, the industry and say, okay, where where can I proceed to? Yeah. And uh, at the time, of course, not a lot of people were hiring uh, back then. Yeah. And then I right uh, after that, for my first management job, I was uh, at Wild Horse Pass Hotel and Casino. Okay, uh, right before it opened, so okay. I was the assistant beverage manager. Uh, a lot of my trade was, uh, you know, back in mixology and stuff like that. So okay. as a 24-year-old kid, I'm being like, okay, I'm going to take this on and yeah. go there. And that was my uh, first opening okay. uh, that I had to deal with. And I still remember that first day was, uh, I think I worked probably about 22 hours that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was pre- it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it taught me a lot about the industry and, you know, yeah. working through the opening on how to plan and organize and then, you know, be able to execute. Yeah. There and that, I mean that operation. I've gone back since uh, I left, and even with the new remodel that they just did, uh, been seeing how they got the new sports book in there, and I'm like, wow, I was the back in geez, let's see, 13 years ago, I was here opening, and you know the fire marshal's like, hey, you guys have way too many people in here yeah. right now, so <laughs> yeah. it definitely uh, yeah. definitely opened my eyes to okay, this is a this is the industry that I like yeah. to be a part of, you know, and you know, ramping up those openings and trying to bring in all the product that we did and yeah. it was just having to organize. Okay. So I have a million dollars worth of product. Where are we all putting it now? Yeah. <laughs> so but that, and that's stuff you, people don't think about, right? Like you're, there's because the flow on the outside seems very, uh, it flows well, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's that, that's the point is, is for you guys to, you know, on the back, on the back end to break your back so that, that it seems like everything is just perfectly exactly but there's so much to it and i'm sure that i mean that's got to bring something a lot actually to you starting your own business right and yeah. and are you are you glad that it's on a lesser scale or, uh, or is it no different it's no different <laughs> okay i'll okay. be honest uh it you know for throughout my career and some of the openings that we've uh that i've been a part of and helped out with it it definitely taught me back then just to really appreciate everything that goes on and you know especially uh what a lot of people i think in this industry sometimes don't do is ask for help and stuff and so you know when uh we i had all my uh, tables delivered i called up my dad my brother uh Chef Jared was with me. Uh, my friend Steve McFate all came down and said, like, "Hey guys, you guys want to help build picnic tables? <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll buy the beer." I said, yeah. but but uh, you know, and that's what it, it's all about is like everybody helping out with it. And yeah. uh, that throughout my career, learning that with uh, with everybody, and even during our grand opening, I have friends from Utah, Denver, uh, Texas, all flew in just to come be a part of Man, what we open here. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, and, and that says a lot about you, right? If you're if you're a dick, they're not going to come do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, screw, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> screw Tim. He's an asshole. I hope that place fails. Uh, no, man, that's 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 really what it's about. That's what I think people fall in love with with the the service industry, right? Yeah. Is in hospitality is is the the camaraderie, the teamwork, like the you know you're putting so much into it to create an enjoyable experience for the customer, right? And I heard someone say, um, I don't remember where this was, but if it's, if it's, oh, my friend Nick Butler. So I don't know if you know who Nick Butler is. So he uh, did a book called uh, A Year in Waiting. So he worked at uh, Binkley's for a year. Okay. Um, he's a friend of, of Kevin Binkley's. Well, actually, in the book, he doesn't say who the chef is. He doesn't, <laughs> use, he doesn't use any names, but, um, but he, he talks about, you know, with fine dining and, and really it trickles down is, is 
for a customer, um, it's better to it's a it's a dance, not a fight. Exactly, right? you're not fighting to get what you there. It should be a dance together and something beautiful. You exactly. Know? Um, so if you're able to create that and have the people that are you know behind you that that see you, yeah. I think I kind of trailed off a little bit. But you know where I was, <laughs> no, you know I know I exactly where you're going. <laughs> uh, so so what um, what made you decide to to do something on your own, right? Of your, because well, let's go back to to California, right? Mm-hmm. Because your your entry into beer, yeah. How did the beer thing happen? You know, it first uh, started out where um, my next door neighbors uh, got into home brewing. Okay. And, you know, I, I got intrigued by it. I'm like, okay, because at the time it's like, oh, right. You know, like I said, Natty Light or, yeah. you know, if, if you really wanted to spurn, you went to Coors Light. Sure. There. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if, you, if you got an extra good paycheck that week, yeah, you got to be right. like, hey, all right, guys, I'm, I'm going to Coors Light today. Right. Don't touch my yeah. Coors Lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that kind of introduced me of, you know, the different styles that were out there and, yeah. and wanting to learn a little bit more. Uh, and then coming out here, uh, just seeing how the craft beer scene started really taking off yeah. uh, in the mid-2000s, uh, going to Four Peaks yeah. there back, okay. back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. Way back in the day going there and just being able to sit there and be like, wow, this is, a, you know, drinking Kilt Lifter or, uh, you know, Pumpkin Porter. Yep. When, that, when, that, yep. and when that came out, I'm like, this is, this is great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it really started getting me in, intrigued on, okay, what is this industry uh, about? And yeah. while I was working up at Weston Kierland, we started doing um, uh, Beer 101 classes. Okay. And wow. Nice. So uh, my good friend uh, Laird Muller from Sonoran Brewing, um, he was uh, working up there, and he's like, "Hey, you know, what do we think about doing something like this, or even a beer dinner?" Yeah. And I'm like, "You know what? That sounds like a great idea." And then it just started spurning into my days off. I'd run up uh, when they were located at Pinnacle Week Patio. That's when the original oh. Sonoran was brewing up there. Yeah. And so I'd go on my days off and just be like, "Hey, you need help? I'd help bottle and." Do do all the grunt work and yeah. stuff, and that's that was my first like. Okay, this is something fun. Yeah, like, this is something fun to be a part of. Yeah, and you know, being able to talk to people, and he got me into a beer festival to work, on, and that's when I just it was a uh, first one was made in the shade up in Flagstaff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was and, my uh, first beer festival too. Oh yeah. my gosh, and it was yeah. an absolute blast. Yeah, I mean that was just I remember just going talking to each of the other breweries and being able to try their beers and stuff, and it was just like. Holy cow! Like this is a big environment to it. Now yeah. looking to fast forward to Strong Beer Festival coming yeah. up, and it's like that's going to be huge out yep. in Mesa there. Yep, yep. And in in the industry from from that point, right? Because I moved here in '07, uh, started dating my wife in '08, and her parents lived in Flagstaff. So yeah, so probably about '08 we were going to like Beaver Street because Mother Road wasn't open yet. I think it was just Beaver Street, honestly, so. in Flag Brew, um, but. When Made in the Shade, I don't remember what year it was, maybe 2009, maybe 2010, around that time, um, when you got to taste all the breweries that you didn't even know about, Old World at the time, and, and you know, and it opened, it did, it opened your eyes like, oh, shit, like, there's, beer there's can a lot around here. Really good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> People can actually make really good beer. Yeah. You can actually just sit there and, you know, that was actually when I first got into stouts. Okay. And then yes. being able to try, and I'm like, these taste absolutely delicious. And yeah. at the time it's like 74 degrees out there. And yeah. I'm like, this is, this is the spot to be right this now. This is the life. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so did you, did you decide to take your career in, in, in a craft beer direction at that point? Uh, at that or point, uh, we, 
I was working at a uh, country club, uh, and I really realized, I'm like, okay, I want to be a part of something. And actually, at that time, I realized, I'm like, I missed working in resorts. Okay. Uh, okay. So I got hired as the uh, uh, pool manager at Four Seasons, Scottsdale. Right. Okay. And I figured, I'm like, hey, I worked as a, a pool bartender. I'm like, I'll be the pool manager. Yeah. And had a lot of fun doing it. It was, a lot of people don't like working in the summer out yeah. there, but... We, at the time I was hired, they were working on changing over one of the restaurants, Crescent Moon at the time, okay. to uh, that time they came up with uh, Proof, which was an American canteen. Okay. Uh, the first time this was first in the company to actually do a restaurant concept internally. Uh, uh, Four Seasons uh, you know, teamed up with Michael Mina with Bourbon Steak out in D.C., uh, and a couple other Spago uh, with Wolfgang over at Four Seasons Maui. So wow. this was the time it's like we decided the ownership was able to say, hey, if you guys want to put this together, we'll, we'll put behind there. And so yeah. I got tasked actually to do the beverage program for nice. it. So okay. our whole goal was to actually have everything from within the United States. Okay. So very hard task to try to find a tequila in yeah. 2011 that was from the United States. <laughs> right. right. Um, and so we, but it was great because, you know, uh, at the time, a lot of Four Seasons were very against draft beer. Uh, okay. It, okay. At the time, you know, back in the day, it was always... You had to have a bottle beer. Like okay. a bottle beer was the way to go. So, and why is that? Like, what was the? I, I think back in like the seventies and eighties, it was more of a, a social class element that if you had bottle uh, beer, like the draft beer was like, okay, those guys they're they're going down to the local pub, they'll drink the yeah. draft beer. I'm, we're sitting in our nice restaurant, we're gonna have a uh, bottle. Sure. And we had convinced them to say, hey, no, this is this is the opportunity to when you can showcase craft beer. Yeah. And yeah. it was great because at that time. Uh, a gentleman named Dan, he was, uh, comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm with uh, mother road brewery. I'm like, Oh great. I've never even heard of it, but yeah, th- yeah let's meet, let's uh, do it. And he, and he brought, uh, it was uh, what was it? Lost highway, the black IPA. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I just fell in love with. But that like, was my gateway beer too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I remember we just, I, I, him and I were talking and he's like, well, we we're having a, we'll have a distributor soon, but you know, we're just working on this. And I remember I'm like, okay, this is one of the first. And so we did a uh, yeah. lineup there. Uh, we worked with um, uh, Grand Canyon Brewery to okay. do their Pilsner yeah. as like our proof Pilsner. Yeah. And, stuff. and when we opened that concept, everybody was just drawn in and everybody yeah. loved our craft beer selection. We had Barrel Age Bombers at the time. And this is in a Four Seasons yeah. resort. And everybody's like, you're wearing jeans and a gingham shirt. And, you, <laughs> and it, it turned out that in the, within the company, everybody wanted to see like how successful it was yeah. doing it internally. But also too that the times have changed. Not everybody wants to go to a sit down black tie event yeah. dinner every night. They want something casual and stuff. Yeah. And we focus that menu on the Route 66 theme. So, yeah. you know, shrimp and grits, uh, chicken and waffles, stuff like that, where yeah. guests came in, they're like, this is this is great. They, <laughs> you're at a Four Seasons. You can actually have a good casual meal. Yeah, yeah, and a great beer on draft. Exactly. And yeah, because I mean, honestly, when I go into a place and there's not a beer on draft, I'm a little like, I'm, I'll find something, right? But I'm a little bit like, yeah, man, nothing. Like I may even take a Miller Lite on draft. <laughs> there's and, uh, something about you know, it's something about it. Just having a yeah. nice crisp beer on draft. Yep. <laughs> like if somebody has a bottle of Stella, I'm like, yeah. But if someone's like, you know. Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, I shouldn't say, but <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings Stella on draft is, yeah. you can't beat it. Yeah, it's like you know? 29 degrees coming off the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, I love how they always promote that. I'm like, yep, that's that's an ice cold crystallized beer on yep, top of there. Yep, the, the more that one warms up, the le- you, you want to drink that one fast. But that's what it's made for, right? Exactly. <laughs> so um, 
So that's really cool that you you spearheaded that uh, to to open people's eyes in in a different industry that is, I mean, craft beer is. And one of the things I was really drawn in is you know I grew up uh, you know between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, super blue collar, right? So oh, yeah. so to me, brewing is a combination of creativity and blue collar, right? Yeah, you know, and, exactly. and not saying that 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 you know the other. I'm not saying wine is. Yeah, wine's not blue collar. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I like wine. Yeah. I like wine. Oh, but, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love wine and stuff. But yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, so to I, I just dig it. I dig it that um, that you can kind of you can bring that and open people's eyes to like, oh shit, there's a whole there's a whole industry on that side. Exactly, and a lot yeah. of people who were traveling, uh, you know, coming out here for spring training and stuff like that, and getting them used to actually what we did in Arizona and we were yeah. actually uh I started teaching then the beer 101 class when I was okay. the pool manager yeah and so I think it was every uh Sunday I'd have people come down and you know from the resort and then I'd teach them about and we had at that time I was uh doing uh Grand Canyon's uh Amber okay there yeah. uh, we had Kilt Lifter on there uh I had uh, Santan Hef on there and so it was just nice to be able to talk to people and show them like hey these are the local breweries we have out here yeah that make great beer yeah. and you guys can get them here while you're here or check them out while you're in town. I yeah. mean, they, you know, even though it's up in North Scottsdale, I mean, it's not like in LA where it takes you, you know, <laughs> an hour to go five miles. Yeah, you can exactly. actually, you can actually drive here and actually, you know, be able to visit a lot of yeah. places around the Valley here. Yeah. That's great. And that's great. Um, you know, advocating for, uh, for that. Right. I mean, because that's, that's kind of what the, the, you know, the resorts do right is exactly. is like you want people to stay on property and, and that this and that, but you also want to share what the community has to offer, right? Because they they might find a brewery or a couple of them. They're like, shit, well, let's go back there, and we're going to stay at the Four Seasons when we go. Exactly. <laughs> the, you, yeah. I mean, I I know me. Whenever I travel somewhere, I'm looking for a brewery to go to. Absolutely. And yeah. You, you know, we we went to uh, Chicago. My father in law lives up uh, in the north suburbs, and first thing I did when we got there, and I'm like. Oh, there's a brewery restaurant right next to the hotel. Hey, you want to go get lunch? Yeah. Yeah, we hadn't even checked in the hotel. I'm like, all right, let's let's go check this out real quick. Yeah, yeah. And usually people on board, you know, we surround ourselves with the right people. They'll be on board, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my buddy has a house um, on the lake, on Lake Erie in Cleveland. And we were just chatting the other day, a group of us. Uh, and he's like, hey, you should come up. You guys should come up. We'll, we'll rent a, you know, we'll rent a uh, uh, or my one buddy has a boat. Everybody has the house. So we'll go up there, hang out, go on the boat. And I'm like. How long does it take to get from the Ohio to Detroit? Because I've heard there's some pretty good breweries up there. <laughs> you know, we're going two hours on a pontoon boat across Lake Erie to get to some breweries. So I know hey, that man. commitment, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, real quick, I'm going to go. Okay, so you... Tomb boat across Lake Erie to get to some breweries. So I know hey, that man. commitment, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, real quick, I'm going to go. Okay, so you you open people's eyes to great beer, right? Yep. Um, where, how did, let's. I'm just going to say, how did you get the ballast point? <laughs> I was, let's get to the point, right? Well, it, it's actually a great story. I, uh, I did a, a LinkedIn. I was like uh, thinking ever at the time back in 2015, everybody's like, okay, get your LinkedIn profile oh, yes. up and running. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And all of a sudden I get a message on LinkedIn from saying, hey, would you be interested to interview with us for, uh, for a GM position? I'm like, 
okay. And yeah. Ballast Point, I'm like, San Diego? Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so jumped on a phone interview with uh, Jeremy uh, Kirby. He's the, he was a VP of uh, retail operations. Okay. And he starts telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to open a spot in Long Beach, California. And I looked at him, and I started laughing. And he's like, oh, what? I'm like, so I grew up north of Los Angeles. You you don't go to Long Beach. Yeah, I heard something. I said I was told. Like, my mom was like, "Hey, you never just you stay away from down like there." Yeah, and it was it was funny because I even played some uh, football games during high school and down there, and you would get escorted by a police escort uh, off this freeway. Yeah. And uh, it's not cool like like how Sublime and and uh, yeah. Snoop make it out to be right. And uh, so I was like. Okay, you know, I'll be interested, but at the time I'm like, wow, Long Beach, man, that's that's a that's a far stretch. And yeah. I'm like, and my wife, uh, she's from uh, South Haven, Michigan, okay. up there, and went to Valpo. Uh, you know, her, her dad lived up in the north suburbs of Chicago and stuff. And I'm like, her in Long Beach, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went out, uh, flew to San Diego for the interview, and uh, he picked me up the first thing in the morning. We drove up uh, for two hours in the car on an interview, and my best part is, you know, I'm sitting there three-piece suit and everything like that yeah and he pulls up he's wearing cargo shorts uh a polo and asic shoes i'm like <laughs> all right so of course the whole interview i'm like in a suit and stuff in the car i'm like oh this is gonna be interesting and yeah so he drove me up to the spot and uh just uh, drove me right through seal beach and we it was right on the water there yeah. and i just saw it i'm like this is this is gonna be something interesting yeah and uh then of course we drove two hours back to san diego and by that time, he got. We went to the Miramar facility. Gave me a tour. So we were at lunch. He's you know orders beer. Then I ordered. Then he ordered me another beer. Yeah. And then he drives me down to Little Italy. <laughs> then we have a couple more beers. And so finally, he drops me off at the airport. I go in. I call my wife. I'm like, I think the interview went really well. And she's like, Yeah. Well, what'd you do? I said, Well, here's what we did. And then I've been drinking beer since about 11 a.m. <laughs> and and she's like, Really? And uh, yeah, I got the call the next day actually they offered me the job for uh, there and uh told my wife all right we're moving yeah. uh and so we got out there and uh that was just i mean seeing that location where it was it was just you we had to imagine because it was just a beat down okay. it, was a, it used to be called i think it was Corey's at the time okay it was a banquet hall nightclub uh, yeah one of those things yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. we've seen those yeah yeah <laughs> and uh you know when we first got out there uh we had to you know put up the fencing and all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute what's all this stuff like and then it, it was right on the jetty of the water so a lot of homeless was there uh, yeah, and then yeah. we of course we started going through the place and we're like realizing my general contractor saw he's like i don't think this building's that sturdy and I'm like, what do you mean? So basically, yeah, the, all the uh, brackets and stuff holding everything on the kitchen side together. Yeah, yeah that was all rusted. So, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so basically, they bought the piece of property. Yeah, That's so uh, much what it was. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they actually, you know, Ballast Point, you know, was very focused on nautical okay. uh, there in their symbol, and so yeah. being by the water, they're like, great. So they put up these plans, and they're like, yeah, we're going to build something about twenty two thousand square feet. And I'm like, that that's pretty big, guys. And they're like, yeah, well, the brewery will be about 2,000, and the kitchen's about 3,000, but we'll have 18,000 feet of dining. I'm like, that, that's, a, that's a big spot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so we worked with, uh, you know, City of Long Beach, California Coastal Commission, uh, to get this approved, uh, the project. And so once we started building it, and, you know, it, it's crazy because when a lot of people ask, they're like, oh, well, where is it? Where is it? And I always referenced uh, Gilligan's Island. Okay, yeah. And if anybody remembers that at the end of the show where the three hour tour, the boat's going out the jetty. Yeah. That's the view from Ballast Point, Long Beach. 
So you can see right into Catalina Island yeah. on a clear day there, right? Of course, now all the barges that are stuck out there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it turned out to be a great operation. The, you know, the city and surrounding, I mean, we started seeing just an influx of people. Uh, the first opening day, we put out just a Facebook post that, hey, we're open. Yeah. Uh, within, I think, two hours of that, we had about 500 plus people. Wow. And had to shut the kitchen down for two yeah. hours because it was just, we're like, oh my gosh, this is just insane. Yeah. And, uh, you know, built a brand out there that really put Ballast Point on the map uh, to be outside of San Diego. They're well-known sculpin as yeah. the, one of the breathers of West Coast IPA. And yeah. it was nice to be able to extend that up into Long Beach and then, you know, which made way for, you know, of course, more expansions uh, of the tasting room as it went. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I remember uh, Ballast Point as being the first, what was it, it was like $14 a six-pack for the Watermelon Dorado yeah. double IPA, <laughs> yeah. and I remember one of my buddies at work was like, dude, you got to try it, because I was starting to get into craft beer a little bit, um, and I was like digging IPAs, he's like, you got it, I'm like, dude, $14 for a six-pack, <laughs> no way, and it took me a few passes through like Total Wine to finally pick it up, and I picked it up, and I'm like... This is fantastic. <laughs> you know, and so for me, um, I kind of credit that beer to, to help kind of open my eyes to like, okay, this, these are premium products, right? You can't expect to pay the same or even a little bit more than what you pay for these crappy beers that you drank as a teenager <laughs> exactly. or, you know, as a college student. Um, but $14 is definitely worth it with those, you know, and, and now, you know, you got breweries, you know, even like a rent house that, you know, $20, $24 a four pack. Yeah. It's, you're happy to pay for it. Right. As long as, you know, the, the brewery has to have a good track record and, and, you know, they, they have to prove that they're making some good beer to be able to charge that exactly. and collect it. <laughs> but if you're able to, uh, it's a premium product and it deserves it. No. You know? And that, and it was, it was crazy because I, you know, I had had Sculpin before and I'm like, okay, this is great. Like and then yeah. seeing all the different styles of beer, uh, and you know, go credit back to when we we're, uh, doing the home brewing and stuff was, uh, Amber. Amber was uh, the style we do it. Then, uh, they had California Amber out there at, uh, at Ballast Point and it was an ESB style Amber ooh. and drinking five and a half percent and it was my favorite beer that we yeah. did and uh you know that's what really started showing it's like okay we got to do victory at sea you know the imperial coffee vanilla porter you got to yep. do um a lot of different uniques i mean i think they've done every variation of sculpin that's on there i was <laughs> gonna say like they ballast point showed that you can do ipas many ways exactly yeah. and uh, <laughs> it actually goes back to uh one we had was blunder ipa okay. And we, it's funny because on the tags of the keg, it was right when we first opened the Long Beach location. And knowing how bad you can make a mistake on a beer, but what are you going to do with it? Because if you brew a 150-barrel batch there and you make a mistake, that's 300 kegs right there. That is not good, yeah. And we found out that uh, they came one and they called it, it was called uh, Check the Tank on the tag. And we're like, what, what is this? Yeah. And so the story was, is that they're brewing Big Eye, which was their more New England style IPA. Okay. And one of the brewers actually put the Sculpin variation hops in it. So, oh. which is completely different from what it was. Yeah. So as it comes into the quality lab and everybody's, everybody's like, what is this? This isn't Big Eye. <laughs> Someone like, jacked something up. <laughs> and, and no joke, we all started trying and we're like, this beer is amazing. Yeah. Like we, and, and, we, and so then it became Blunder IPA. Yeah. And we only sold it in the tasting rooms as because uh, we, well, we had 300 kegs of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, uh, we had a lot of customers at the time. They're like, this is one of the best beers you guys have done. Like, yeah. And we're like, 
Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> what happened to the guy who, or the girl who jacked it up? I think still worked there because then okay. we had one come out uh, <laughs> that was, uh, what was it? I think it was the Victory at Sea, and it's coffee and vanilla. Okay. Well, then we had a variation called coffee only. Uh, Somebody forgot the vanilla. <laughs> right? so, so I'm pretty sure he hey, did. That's a good way to cut some costs. Vanilla's expensive, Oh, it's right? very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Like, and whoops. It, yeah. And it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was great to see like, uh, what then really pushed it with Ballast Point was their Roots to Boots program. Okay. Uh, which What's is that? basically they wanted it to go back to their roots was homebrewing and okay. stuff. So they would actually pay employees to go down to Little Italy location and brew on the uh, five-barrel R&D system. And they got to choose what style of beer you wanted to do. And some of those ones actually came about were Grunion, the pale ale, okay. which was a GABF award winner, came out of those type of, uh, those type of brewing yeah. there. And so, but then, of course, you had some, like one of my old employees, Chris, he decided they wanted to make a matcha green tea IPA. It tasted like Colgate toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he was, winners. He was yeah. not allowed, actually, to go down to the Roots and Roots program. But it was great because we got to, you know, Ugh. we all got to, all the GMs of the tasting rooms, we got to get, and we did a smoked Hellas beer okay. and nice. stuff. And it was great because, actually, you know, the brewing process, as we all know, can take time and stuff. So for us, it was nice to, we all got together, just had lunch together and, you know, talk about what's going on and stuff. And it, it basically created a lot of camaraderie. And for yeah. a lot of people that... I did one with, I got to brew with uh, two production guys, an overnight keg cleaner, and then uh, one of the tasting room employees. So it's nice. I got to know people yeah. that I probably would have never met because one of them works overnight. Yeah. And I'm up in uh, Long Beach versus San Diego. So it definitely created that, that camaraderie and that team unity yeah. uh, there, which we saw at actually each tasting room as it opened up and stuff. I mean... At Long Beach, I had about 150 employee, hourly employees on okay. staff. And Dang. Yeah. That's a lot. It, it, was a, it, was yeah. a, it was a big staff, but also, too, it's like to this day, you know, still keep in touch with them. Uh, you know, with Jared, who's my uh, executive chef here, he was my – I hired him as a lead line cook at okay. Long Beach. Yeah. Worked himself up to sous chef. And then, uh, you know, in 2018, I got asked to go over and help open, uh, as a GM, the one in downtown Disney. Okay. So being the Ooh, first wow. brewery and tasting room in – Disneyland yeah. Resort was, I was like, this is a great opportunity. And Jared, I was like, hey, you want to come on over with me? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a whole nother level of uh, being associated with Disney. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure. We need to do a whole episode. You down to do a whole episode like a Disney beer and oh, like I the could. dark side of No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I did get in trouble actually uh, there because uh, when we opened that location, we actually have a, it was a three barrel uh, R&D system okay. in there. Had two three barrel fermenters and a three barrel bright tank. I mean, tiniest can be, I mean, maybe... Yeah. 250 square feet total. Okay. And uh, so at the time, it was right towards the opening of uh, Star Wars Land. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm talking to my brewer, Chris. Uh, I'm like, hey, let's, let's brew like an Imperial Porter. Like, let's do something. And we'll call it like Death Star. Or yeah. it's a Disney. <laughs> They're like, you're not doing that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, no, like, really? I'm like, guys, like, I'm trying to promote like this yeah. and that. They're like, no, no, no. That, that's, a co- that's copyright. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right. As you're writing it, like, someone comes and just takes your pen away. Like, oh, what man. What the hell is well, that? I had Disney. put it, uh, we had put it, because we always had, like, a sign of, like, uh, uh, up-and-coming beers, and we yeah. were brewing also a uh, uh, red ale, too, because we were thinking, okay, you know, try to tie in something with, like, Luke Skywalker or something. Yeah. So I actually uh, got the call sign of his jet. Yeah. I'm like, it was like X-743. And so that's why I named it. Yeah. Disney comes up. They're like, yeah, you can't, you can't use that. Dang. I'm like, but, but it's on there. They're like, no, no, no. 
that's that's property at Disney. I'm like, oh, Dang. thanks, guys. <laughs> you would think you would think that they that like that they would want like okay. I, I guess you look at it from a small business perspective. You look at it as like, wow, ah, that's great, that's cool. Can you make more beers like that, right? Yeah. Dis- but Disney's got their shit figured out. They're like, stop. Oh yeah. Stop. We're making our money on this our way. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and I, I remember my first meeting because uh, uh, at the time I was still helping Long Beach, and you know they're about twenty miles from each other and stuff. Okay. And I remember my first meeting. We go to backlot Disney and security check in, and I'm like, all right. So we got our security badges and stuff, and we're walking in these offices, and they're they're all empty. And I'm yeah. like, where is everybody? It's like three o'clock or something. Yeah. And then we walk into the boardroom, and there's you know. Three people sitting at the table, and then the screen of just all executives in Florida behind uh, it. And I'm like, we're we're talking about a brewery, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, they were down to every single detail, like uh, like like hammering you. Like, oh, and yeah, we had uh, some of the uh, iron uh, stainless steel uh, iron looking uh, ballast point symbols made up, and okay. we put them uh, on some of the grates around the patio. And I mean, they were coming up, and they're like, "Yeah, those are too sharp. You need to." Uh, Sand those down, and we're Dang. like, and I literally took my finger. I'm like, and this isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but they had uh, you know each department. I remember during that they had seven or eight different departments there: Walt yeah. Disney Imagineries, Downtown Disney Management, Disneyland Resort Management, and I'm like. I'm just here to open a brewery, guys. That's, <laughs> right. all, that's all I want to do. It's like cross jurisdiction. <laughs> this is the jurisdiction of this or that. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And and I mean. I would. There's got to be so much that you've gained from all of this. This whole this whole venture of of I mean, huge systems, right? I mean yeah. Disney. That Disney system is, and I say systems because um, I always thought that you know the creativity would be able to like make everything you know float. <laughs> I'm like ah shit. I got to learn about business now. <laughs> and I went to business school and I have the knowledge, but I thought I was going to be able to put it you know, yep. on the back, you know. Um, but so when you see big business and the systems that they have in place, it's super impressive, right? Especially Very. when you work with those companies. And now you can utilize that in your own small yeah. business. And being able to see, you know, when opening up uh, the Ballast Point Long Beach, you know, my boss gave me the being uh, as my own. He's like, hey, think and act like an owner. Yeah. Right? Like if you make decisions here, you're making it as you are an owner of the company. And that really like stuck with me as yeah. it went in, and it's just like you know how these type of things you know they were talking to our contract the designer one of these like little flag things up in the uh, roof, and the GC comes up to me he's like that's going to cost about seventy five grand, <laughs> and I'm like then we're not going to do it yeah like and, and so we yeah. of course the designer was fighting back and forth with us and I, we sat in a meeting with our CEO and I looked at him and I'm like hey this is this is not yeah it may be look good. Yeah. But at the time, we're over budget. We need to, to, to save money on this, and it's not going to really do anything to really appeal to what the operation is. And the CEO, yeah. he looked at me, he's like, then that's the decision we're going to do. And yeah. so it, it really gave me that sense. And then learning from Disney, all the different operational things, and you know what I learned from them is just the great customer service. Yes. That's, yes. Uh, I mean, you, uh, you've probably been to Disneyland before, and yeah. everybody has a smile on their face, and when you go in the back of the house and the, or, or what they call uh, off stage, yeah, it, they're the same. Everybody yeah. is happy as can be and wants to be there to create those memorable experiences. Yeah, guess and they know people will save up years worth of income just to take that one trip to their kids to Disney. And yeah. you got to make that. And if you if you make a failure, 
you own up to it and then you make it right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of drove me to coming out here. And when I sat and decided, I'm like, you know what, this is the time. I think we need to, I want to do my own operation. My wife looked at me at the time. She's like, okay. Like, and I'm yeah. like, wait, what, what would you say? <laughs> well, it seems like you have a very supportive wife. Very. Yeah. Long Beach first, Tim. <laughs> come on, man. Now it's like you want to start your own business. All right. All right. But Long Beach was tough enough. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, she, she's great. She That's worked, awesome. She worked in the industry, too, and understood it. And, uh, you know, what kind of opened my eyes that actually was during uh, the COVID shutdown. Uh, I was furloughed for about seven weeks. And. Decided, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to write my business plan. And this and, is you were with Bow's Point at this point? Uh, I was actually already moved out here. Okay, uh, okay. I, we decided that we wanted to get closer to family. Uh, yeah. My brother and sister-in-law lived out here. My parents were relocating. I'm like, the time's right. So yeah. I went and uh, opened up. So we opened Bow's Point Disney in January of 2019. And I told okay. my wife, I'm like, hey, not doing any more openings. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I know we've done seven already. Let's just let's take a break from it. Then I move out here, took a job uh, as GM for opening a restaurant called Flint by Baltair up okay. in uh, Phoenix, the Camelback area. And I opened that in October of 2019. So in one year, I opened two yeah. operations. So I told her after that, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to do another opening. So you said no more, and then you did another Yeah, and one. then I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told her, hey, I'm not going to do another opening. And yeah. I said, unless it's for my own. Okay. And, uh, uh. and you know, we had a great opening up there. Unfortunately, like a lot of people, the COVID shutdown hit us pretty good, and then we reopened in May and really focused on getting back that level of service. And because by the beginning of 2021, I realized the industry was just booming out here. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Okay, hey, we want people wanted to go places." They wanted. And at 21, you said uh, beginning of 2021. 21. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's when I approached uh, my wife. I said, hey, I really think this would be a good opportunity to, to look for something for my own yeah. and stuff. And she agreed and got with my broker. And then we wrote that business plan. And I'm like, all right, so, yeah, we're going to do an operation. I was like, 2,500 to 3,000 square feet. Um, and then we found this location. I'm like, it's a little bit bigger than what I'm thinking. But, <laughs> but then I walked out to that patio. Dude. And just, I mean, you can't get a better place to drink a beer. No, <laughs> no. This is, so when, when I was uh, on my way here, when I was looking on the map, um, I saw blue. I'm like, what the hell is that? Is that water? Is that water right there? You know, and then I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of a joke because I've seen pictures of your guys' place and the views from the patio. Um, this is fantastic. And so how, how, how many square feet is this? This is uh, 4145, so about just over 4,000 square feet. Okay, so, you know, twice as much as what, kind of what you were looking for. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, you know, what I really realized is that this this – operation that we had here and seeing where it is i mean you got arizona wilderness right up the street here yep. uh you got you know santan and downtown and i was like you know everybody in the east valley i love would just love going out and yeah. stuff and that's why i'm like you know what i really want to focus on this area and even my broker he's like are you sure you don't want to look like to yeah. be and stuff i'm like i really want to stay out here because okay. i feel like this is an up-and-coming area you know we, I've been meeting people from Queen Creek that have been driving up here and stuff, nice. and they're like, man, uh, Maricopa, that's been the biggest one that I've met maybe five to seven different couples. They're like, hey, ah. we drove up from Maricopa. I'm like, great. And then the next thing, hey, can you open one of these down here, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we need something down here. Yeah. Stuff. But it's, it's been great to see that people are driving from not just 
the local neighbors that are walking across the street yeah that people are driving from around the the valley here to want to come out and enjoy it and you know focus on the great food menu that we yeah. have here too and of course uh you know the beers speaks for itself <laughs> the beer yeah it's fantastic man I, well, you have a you have something different though this is a raspberry blonde yeah it's raspberry yeah. blonde so uh, a little bit more on site when i started thinking of okay let's let's get something out there and yeah. knowing that a lot of people you know that are introduction to beer industry sometimes they like the fruit forward beers yeah, and absolutely you know I, I remember even with uh you know with sculpin when they came out with pineapple sculpin oh yeah and i'm like yeah. and when i actually saw them make that it was from pineapple rinds when they would do at the time ballast point was making spirits too uh-huh. so that's when they're like well we got all this extra pineapple what are we, what are we gonna do and all right throw it in a batch Shuck it in there <laughs> and wow, uh, that's brilliant though and there yeah. and then uh yeah with the uh with the Willowwood IPA, we wanted a, a straightforward West Coast IPA. Yeah. Uh, came in about 7.1 there. So okay. it's, it's one of those ones that will sneak up on you yeah, yeah. as it is. Because uh, <laughs> it's very easy to drink at yeah. 7.1 <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, uh, you know we have about 10 uh, guest tap handles okay. on right now just to – Get it going. So of course you got Ren House renovation. Ooh, uh, love. Nice. Yeah. That, wow. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys do such a good job. They really up do. There. They really do. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the Helton's uh, Valley Venom Pilsner. Okay. On and that That's a great one. I remember when I tried that. I'm like, I could sit outside all day and just drink this beer. And yeah. I'm like, man, I need this in a golf course right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I could yeah. I could have six seven of those and I'm like, this is a great time. Yeah. It's such a good beer. It's one of those ones that like. Yeah, it made me look at Pilsners differently. Yeah, right? very much. Yeah, because I, mean, I go to places, and, and, and same like what you were talking about. It was like, for me, it was stouts and black IPAs and maltier beers that kind of mm-hmm. got me into things. So I remember going to Helton and, and having like his milk stout, and I think he had the Scotch Ale. And the Pilsner was like, I just thought of Pilsners as Bud Light or Coors yep. or something like that. And then I had them like, dude, this is good. This yeah. is really good. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I was like, wow. I said, I need something knowing that. We're going to be out here next to water. I said, people are going to want to come out and just enjoy a couple. I'm like, that's a perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, okay, let's, let's back up just a little bit. You guys decide you're going to get a spot. You want to look in this area. Um, how did – did you guys kind of run – because I know there's different – uh, different stories as far as people's experience, right? Some people are like, oh, the city was great. They helped us find a spot. We found a spot, you know, second place we looked at. Other ones are like, we looked at 35 places, right? So you know you want to be in the area. How was the, the search? Uh, the search, actually, we, f- <laughs> crazy as it was, we found this on the first day. Uh, wow. My broker and I went out. First day? First day. Dang. And okay. uh, we, <laughs> we, we went and we saw a couple places uh, over on uh, more uh, Gilbert side okay. area. And, you know, we, we looked at another place in South Chandler, and then we drove up here, and, well, of course, we were told it was vacant. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go get the key. You know, we'll go see it. Yeah. I go, and I pull on the door, and it opens wide up, and bartender's in here. He's like, oh, hi. How's it going? I'm like, hey. <laughs> Thought it was vacant. <laughs> I said, I'm looking for another. Is there a Mexican restaurant around here? And it was Valley Luna. Uh, uh, and so okay. so I, I was like, and so I told my broker, I'm like, hey, just so you know, there's they're operating still. And yeah. Uh, then so we decided we're like okay hey we'll we'll we're not going to go in that's just not the right thing to do so i was like you know what i'm going to come back at night uh, yeah. and i know they're open tonight so came back at night and uh you know it was uh you know this was the dive bar this was the dive bar the neighborhood yeah. dive bar that people loved coming to and so i walked in i'm like all right cool like i get and so i ordered a beer and i'm like all right hey i'm gonna go check out. and i went and sat on the patio i'm like this is the spot yeah like if if you, being out here, just sitting out here, drinking a beer, 
this is where I would want to be. Yeah. And so we went through that, uh, you know, the negotiations and decided like, Hey, this is a spot. And I had met, uh, one of the landlord's representatives and he actually, they owned, uh, one of the shopping malls right next to Ballast Point Long Beach. Oh, so he, wow. of course, when he found out, he's like, wait, you opened that? He's like, I spent many days down there drinking, having a yeah. good time. And he talked about how great the staff was. And that's what I told him. I said, that's what makes a good operation is the staff and the product that you put out. People will come back and yeah. stuff. And then that's where, when I told him, I said, here's what I really want to do. And they're like, this is, this, this is great. Let's yeah. move forward with this and, and get it done. Nice. Nice. So that's, that's a, uh, that's glad. I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm glad to hear that because some people you just mentioned, they're like, ah, like, <laughs> how much do you want to know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and, it, and a lot of people, like, like you said, it 30, 40 times, like yeah. they're going through. And, and I was just like, when I saw this and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, remember, because we used to come to the PETA jungle yeah. here. Okay. And I might say, hey, remember when we used to sit on the patio? She's like, yeah. I said, well, that's right in the same complex. Yeah. Like right there, it has this big, and so she came down with me and we just walked around and she's just like, this is it. Yeah. This is the spot that needs to be. Yeah. I'm glad you picked it. Man. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. Well, I guess you probably do make it easier on your wife when, uh, you know, when you're going to move the long beach, but you're opening like one of the, <laughs> the coolest, like, you know, uh, what we, is it a brew pub? Is that what you call, what we call yeah, it? Uh, brew we're, pub? Yeah. We'll start. Uh, we have a one barrel brew well, house. I was talking about Ballast Point. Oh, when, Ballast Point. First you, you move to Long Beach and it, it's like, it's Long Beach, but it's one of the biggest brew pubs in the yeah, country. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, at the time we, we were asking and we're like, Hey, you know, what is, is, are we the biggest one? And, uh, I think it was uh, Golden Road was being built in Anaheim. Uh, okay, there and they then I think they got it up to like twenty four thousand square feet. You buy like ten. I was like, yeah. okay, guys, all right, all right. I, but uh, here's my thing: they were in an industrial park. I was on the water. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not even the same. Exactly. Not even the same. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, things worked out in Long Beach for you. So you've proved that to your wife, right? Now uh, you're like, hey, I want to open my own spot, and you find a place on the water. Boom. Another one, right? Like yep. another place on the water. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, did you at the, at the time that that did you have the branding and all that put together by by this point? Yeah, uh, okay. it was. Uh, you know, when we made the choice to start looking, and I knew I wanted to. When I was talking to my family back in 2020, and you know, we always talked about our history and with the you know my great grandfather in the house avocados. Yeah, and I said, you know, that's what a lot of people. You know, they they always pronounce my last name Haas. Haas, yeah, yeah. yeah. You always, but, I do. I wonder, is it two A's or two S's? Right? It's two S's. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, you know, I mean, keep it P- PG here. But uh, yeah. you know, if you take off the H, <laughs> it says ass. You can say, <laughs> okay, you can say it, Tim, if you want. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a, that's what a lot of people, even uh, even you know, last night guests. Oh, so Haas, Haas. I was like, well, it's actually Haas. Yeah. And uh, you know, we have this nice uh, neon sign my parents had made up. And so I went and I said, so if you take off the H, what does it say? Yeah. And the guy's like, ass. I'm like, there you go. See? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, a, and on the, in the men's bathroom, there's a license plate. What does it say? I took a picture. Hass man. Hass man. Yeah. That, yeah. that was actually, that was my, uh, my dad uh, back in California yeah. had that on there. And of course, everybody's <laughs> putting it on. And the reference, as we all know, is uh, to uh, the ass man from uh, Seinfeld. There. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, it just, and of course, it, a lot of people now see that they're like, Dude, that's, you guys got that from Seinfeld, right? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's our last name, but <laughs> off of there. Yes, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, so you got the branding all together. Um, 
what's well let's i mean you guys are open now at this point right uh you're making food in the back uh you have a few of your beers on tap what's what's the picture big picture look like what's the plan with, um with big, this place? big picture is to really just uh drive home being uh, a part of the community okay. there and you know working with a lot of the other local breweries and stuff like that um yeah. with uh john and those guys over at oso um, you know, my with Laird over at uh, Sonoran, like trying to become a part of that too. But yeah. what we want people to do is come down here and really see that this team here, we want to put a great experience in front of you. And we're yeah. not just that it's your neighborhood bar to come. Okay. Yeah. We'll stop by and stuff. It's like, you want to come here, have great food, yeah. have a good experience, sit by the water, enjoy, and be, have a lot of families here too. That's yeah. uh, one thing I've really strived about is having people come and bring their family down. And uh, we've actually had some regular guests that they live across in the, the apartment complex and they've been here two, three times, but kids love it. They come run out on the grass out there yeah. and stuff like that. You had a guest, they were looking, they were just kind of <laughs> glanced around. You guys open at two today? Two o'clock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, people just are drawn to a brewery. They just want to look in, and they were probably drawn by the smoke from the uh, from their smoker. Yeah, the yeah and we've got the uh, the pork going right now, yeah. actually, and that's uh, that's one thing we strive with. Uh, Jared uh, coming on board and, you know, very talented and yeah. just has a lot of great ideas. And, you know, we wanted to create not your typical brewery food. Uh, so, like, on one of our menu items is a Spanish octopus Ooh. there. And, of course, a lot of people are like, so it's calamari, right? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. This is actually uh, – we uh, get octopus from Portugal uh, ah. there, cook it in-house, and then we sous vide it in uh, bacon fat for five hours. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Dang. <laughs> then crisp it up on the grill, and yeah. uh, we have a nice spiced avocado verde salsa. Of course. Of chorizo, course. <laughs> potato on there. And Dang. But you wouldn't think, oh, wait, I'm going to a brewery and getting Spanish octopus? Yeah. Uh, we have lamb lollipops on there, and great dish. We use a, a, a beet uh, puree on okay. there, and then we do like an herb chimichurri sauce on it wow that's so, interesting that's yeah. that is uh that's a next level tim nice work <laughs> yeah and it, yeah. it's you know with the french dip we do here um it's smoked tri-tip uh we do like a, a chili coffee rub okay. on it and then we'll basically make it as your french dip sandwich and people have been coming all the time they're like this is this is great yeah this is awesome dang why did i come so early like, i know <laughs> i could probably get jared to whip something up back there <laughs> well he was he was out here a minute ago before he walked in front of the camera but uh no uh he was like hey man it's about to smell real good out here <laughs> smokers wrapped up or getting them rocking um and what about the beers like what's the so we've got the uh the willowwood ipa this one's called uh i since it had that nice uh color on there i named yeah. it uh it's called neon nancer blaster neon so, nancer blaster it's, yeah it's actually named after my mom Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, if, if when you meet her, you know, bleach blonde hair, orange nails, tan, and yeah. growing up, uh, a lot of our her name was like neon, and yeah. some of our friends called her Neon Answer Blaster. <laughs> and so we decided, we're like, so I told her, I was like, hey, I said, so the first thing I'm gonna do is name a beer after you yeah. there and stuff, and uh, people people have been loving it, and uh, you know, we're gonna get going on, uh, you know. Brewing up some ambers. I've uh, been working on a good recipe for a black IPA because yeah. that's, that's, I'm like, you know what? I want to get back to some of these ones that not a lot of people are doing and yeah. have fun with it. And people yeah. love them, right? Yeah. People love them. I mean, you know, Hagsy IPAs and IPAs sell and, you know, sours and pilsners, but like people love the black IPAs and the ESBs and those, you know, I mean, you're not going to sell them, you know, by the case full out the yeah. door, you know, but, but, People love having those beers on tap. Um, you're actually, you probably get surprised at the the type of beers that people like. Yeah. Right? Oh, I think all the time yeah. you get, and like we had a, a 
brewery on our guest tap, uh, Ennegan Brewery. They're out of uh, the hometown I grew up in, Morpark. Okay. Guys I went to school, uh, grew up with, and our hometown didn't have a bar or brewery or anything, so they decided to do it, and they do all specific uh, German ales and lagers. Uh, and so they yeah. had a, their uh, Valkyrie alt beer okay. on, and basically, you know, the German amber style. But, man, mm-hmm. this one... It had 6.2% on it, but, man, this thing drank so smooth. Dang, <laughs> and yeah. We got one keg of it, and uh, I talked to those guys. I'm like, hey, if you send some more out, like, yeah. let, let me know. I'll, I'll take some more of that. Out here? Yeah. You had a, okay. Yeah, nice. so, so we were able to get some out here and, you know, really be able to, you know, talk to people about that and tell yeah. the story of, like, hey, these are guys I grew up with. And yeah. they, they decided one was actually an accountant, one was a physicist. Okay, and then they decided home brewing three barrel system. Now they're on a ten barrel system. Yeah, brewing on it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. People following their yeah. pursuing the dream, right? Exactly. If you're willing to put the work in, right? Like same brewery, restaurant, uh, you know, content creation. It's like, yeah, it's it's fun and it's cool, but man, that's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It, I'm not gonna lie, it was definitely a lot of work. But uh, you know, that day we we got to open the doors. It just it all sank in really and it's like yeah. this is this is part of my own and uh you know it was funny the other day like i got up i'm like oh man what am i gonna wear today uh and, this, and wait i'm like wait i'm the boss i can wear whatever the hell i want i don't have to dress up in a dress shirt anymore they yeah. put all those in the back of the closet yeah. now and yes. i'm like uh, i said this is the best part i get to do whatever i want there yeah yeah but that that's that's kind of the catch-22 of it right is like you can do whatever you want but you better do what the hell you need to do. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's 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 a it's a vicious circle. But uh, no, nah, man, I, I I'm I wouldn't be doing anything different. You know, that's there's struggles and you know there's it's a roller coaster. Uh, but wouldn't be doing anything else. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you you found your your path as well. This is uh, this is what I've always wanted to do. I started at. My mom always tells the story at five years old, she was doing catering. And yeah. so at five years old, I'd dress up in like a little suit and I'd just go and serve people. And they, yeah. these old ladies start putting dollars in there. I'm like, wow, I can make some money doing this. this I like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can buy whatever Lego set I want now. Hey, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You started spinning around. It's <laughs> like really earning it, really earning it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, nice work with this place, man. I, Thank I, you. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what you guys, what you guys do. And uh, yeah, just a beautiful spot. And uh, congratulations. Man. Thank you so much. And yeah. thanks for coming down. And then, uh, yeah, but maybe we'll get Jared go- cooking something. <laughs> no, don't rush him. Don't rush him. I, I know I'm here a couple hours before, before, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll make a trip down uh, anyway. So, awesome. uh, yeah. Well, well, dude, thanks, buddy. Thank you and, so much. I uh, appreciate the beer, too. Hey, no problem. <laughs> All right, man.